I'm Carrie Brett, and this is Shot at Love. Today's guest is Clementine Lalonde, and she's the founder and the CEO of the dating app Once. Back in 2015, along with a friend, Clementine created the Slow Dating app, which delivers one match a day to each user. The app is the leading dating app in Europe, which has over 10 million users. They recently launched a matching algorithm based on users' emotional profile, created by a team of psychologists and dating experts. Once's vision is to create a post-swipe world. When we come back, Clementine will show us how she's changing the online dating culture, why we should give the love experiment a shot, and why this quality over quantity approach is the solution to the oversaturated dating scene. You won't want to miss it, so stay tuned. Clementine Lalonde has this vision of a new way of dating firmly in her mind. Once leverages algorithms to provide just one match per day for each user. Each pair has 24 hours of each other's attention and can continue chatting if they like each other. And this method seems to be popular because over 10 million people now use this dating app. In early 2021, the company was acquired by the dating group, overall valuing the company at $18 million. Clementine has over a decade of experience in technology and business development. She's also founded the dating app Pickable, a feminist dating app which reverses gender power imbalances by requiring only men to create a profile. A few months after its launch, it had 2 million users. Pickable was awarded by Apple and then sold to Once, while she continues to serve as CEO while heading the United Company. Without further ado, it is my honor to welcome Clementine Lalande. Hi, Clementine. Thanks so much for being here. Hi, Carrie. My absolute pleasure. I think you're amazing. I think you're so powerful. You found not one, but two dating startups. Tell us a little bit about your backstory and how you ended up in this world of online dating. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's actually exactly what I was thinking about when you were telling my story, which is, and this was not my intention at all <laughs> to, right. to join the dating scene at the beginning. So a short story is a friend of mine was building this dating app and I am an engineer and a strategy consultant and investor by training. So he said, why don't you come and help me build this, the business part of it? And also I need a woman's point of view. Good. So I thought, okay, let's do, let's do that. I was not single at that time. And um, well, then obviously what happened is because I, you know, I was a CEO back then uh, and joined the dating app, I started doing what any C-level in a startup would do, which is studying the market carefully. I signed up on a ridiculously high number of dating apps, uh, I don't know, like 50 something, started using them extensively. And my reaction was, it's just how can this market be so horrible? <laughs> That was right. That was my reaction, and especially for women, right? Because I would I would create systematically women and men profiles, and I, I was shocked. I was shocked by discovering how asymmetrical the experience is, right? How uh, how basically men uh, just hurt their right thumb swiping to death, basically, right? That's the kind of the typical men experience on dating apps. Right. 
and and, and how women would just be at the mercy of them at the mercy of men really yeah completely feeling like a piece of meat on the butcher stand like really i the 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 moment where i realized that was uh when when one day it was a thursday morning i remember exactly where i was at that time um it was 10 a.m i was at the office and i was recreating a tinder profile because that's something we do regularly to check out the, the sign up and the features of the app evolve. And there was this guy I matched with directly. And the guy, to, and I just, you know, signed up with my Facebook picture. So like where I just like, you know, an ordinary person, <laughs> not specially sexual or, you know, my I'm friend with my mom on Facebook, right? So like just, you know, something very reasonable. And the guy told me, um, you look like a hot bitch. Mm. Uh, your eyes tell me like you look and I was like so first obviously very upset kind of just whatever I don't remember what I did with this guy but I just had this moment to myself saying like how in on earth is that possible that I am being talked to like this while this is something I would never allow in real life right Mm. like this is it's been ages since anyone talked to me like this in real life and still that happens online and seems to be completely normal like this is, you know, 10 a.m. on Thursday morning, and then some random guy just allows himself to talk to me like that. Yeah, it's shock. Um, it's so- shocking. Until you go through it, and you, until you go through it, I can remember that happening to me where I was in Boston at a restaurant, and I was looking over this date's head, and my framed covers were on the wall, and it was like, okay, I'm somebody here. I have a career. I've done all these things. And he talked to me so poorly. And I remember thinking, I'm paying a babysitter for this experience. Like, this is, <laughs> And I thought I looked good that night. It was like I had leather pants on. I thought I, you know, I, and I was just like, what is going on? It was horrifying. Yeah. And so I hear you. It's There's such such a need for these dating apps to improve. And I hosted a Shot at Love Clubhouse room this past Saturday, and it was insane. I had doctors, I had all these powerful women, ultra successful women in the room, all upset, airing their frustrations. And I couldn't believe it, they were so frustrated. At one point, I finally had to just say, we gotta reset this room because everyone's energy is anger, and that's not gonna help you find love. And so yeah. what happens is they have bad people have bad experiences and then they're like, it doesn't work. I'm not doing this. And so you, like Whitney Wolf, who started Bumble, you became a champion for women. Well, you know, my, my thinking process at that time has been, because I'm not the type of person who, who who's going to say, okay, it's because men are stupid, you know, or just started blaming people, you know, I, because I... I think it's too easy to stay at that level and and say you know, this, you know it's because men are stupid. No, it's not. It's not. It's not a reality. If you look a little bit deeper into this, you want to understand what are the situation that men are put in. What is the app experience that brings them to that? Right. That's that's when I really started to 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 investigate and understand because you know I I have. You know, men are, are 
you know, first it's a broad group of people, you know, that was very, uh, you know, different profiles and and, and uh, behavior and emotional profile and, and intelligence and, and, you know, for sure, not all of them are stupid. So there's, there's one reason, there must be a reason which stay, which is within the app that creates this level of aggressivity, um, over-sexualization, and, uh, yeah, spamming behavior, really. And so I started investigating to this and, and really understanding what was that, what, what was it. I talked to a high number of men just trying to understand their strategy. How do, the, how do you deal with dating apps? What's your strategy? How do you, how often do you swipe? When, where, for how long, how do you manage that? And so I realized that volume was the problem. You know, I realized that I had a really, really, really good um, uh, example of that, like super, super hot guys, super smart, super interesting, um, really also thoughtful about what, you know, what he um, wanted in life and was actually using Tinder in this example to sincerely find someone to start a relationship with. But then he he told me, which is really interesting, is that, um, you know, um, I have to deal with the fact that women don't answer. Uh, so on average, he's he's an engineer as well, so he's a bit of a you know, math like <laughs> math mind. He was like, like 1% of the women answer back. So, and then out of the women who answer back, I date real life roughly 10% of them. Because, you know, I'm not available, they're not available, I don't like them, they don't like me, whatever, life. And he said, if I want to date one woman a week because I want to meet new people, then it means I need to do a thousand swap, thousand, thousand swipe, basically, in a week. Because that's my statistical chance of getting of meeting someone, right? Hmm. And, uh, and he said, that's why I do a hundred every night and then a bit more on weekend. That's what he was just very calmly explaining to me. And he was like, yeah, big 100, it's a lot, but I don't even look, I just swipe right and then let's see, you know. And I'm like, of course, you know, this is this is what is the problem in the first place, right? If you know yet you're working against an algorithm that is enticing everyone to swipe even more because there's so much imbalance between men and women, and also because the yeah, the more you swipe, the more you're successful. And obviously, you start having to develop strategies to, you know, become less human and more of a machine, right? right. And what kind of what quality conversations do you have when when you, you have 27 chats open and you try to speak with 27 people at the same time? I tried this. I don't know if you tried this. You probably tried it. Oh, I've tried it. <laughs> I mean, it's not impossible, okay? Like, it's everything is possible, but it's really difficult and it's really low-quality conversation, right? At the end, you don't really even know who who's the one who, who, you know, who traveled to Indonesia and who's the one who loves, uh, you know, Tai Chi because you don't remember. <laughs> you create this kind of, like, blurry mental image of the people you're speaking with. Maybe they kind of merge with each other. So anyways, all of this to tell you that volume is the problem. The volume, yeah. So, hmm. Well, it's a numbers game, though. So how, how do you answer that question when people ask you that? Well, you know, what we tried was once, um, pretty systematically, that's what I was you know, t- telling you offline just before the show, is, uh, 
what I, my approach is to take every assumption of the typical dating app and try to do exactly the opposite. That's my game, you know. <laughs> so dating apps are based on volumes. With one, with, with once, we do one match a day. That's, you know, we try to do exactly the opposite. Uh, assumption is the more the better. No, let's try to build something where less is more, you know. It's, an, um, it's interesting. It's an interesting concept. So why do you think people prefer this and it's been beneficial? Well, because we gather a community that acknowledge that it takes time to, for an emotion to be born, you know. It takes time to an attention and focus to try to discover someone else and be intrigued by, the, by this person and come to this moment where there's the sparkle, right? You say like, oh, I'm actually curious. I want to learn more about this person. So on once the, prof the profiles are richer than on average dating apps, you have information about a number of um, elements of your personality. Um, now you have your emotional profile, right? Uh, is it, which is a diagnosis that we do. And we tell you to which emotional profile you belong, right? Um, and that is more substance. And then we also give you time, which is, you know, something that has a high value. You have one match a day. Every day at noon, you meet our proposition for you. You like the person. Perfect. She likes you back or he likes you back. Wonderful. You're connected. You have 24 hours of undiluted attention to see whether something happens. And if it doesn't happen, that's okay. You know, you turn off your phone and you get back to your normal, you know, analogical life, which is also really interesting. So it gives people the freedom to have a life. Yeah. And date at the same time. I don't think any good comes out of spending four hours, you know, swiping per week, which is the average time people spend swiping on Europe, in Europe, uh, probably more in the US. Um, I think, you know, we... we we're human being, <laughs> we're not meant to spend our life on our phones. There's much more interesting things to do. I want to dive into the recent launch of the love experiment. Can you tell the listeners what that concept is about? Yeah, so here are the, the starting point of the love experiment is again, try to, you know, analyze one of the rules of dating and try to do the opposite. <laughs> I love this. The same look. Um, on, on dating apps, um, algorithms are very often from two types. If you look at the market overall, there's one type, which is the Tinder and the like algorithm. What is behind is it's a, it's a gigantic hot or not game, okay? Based on your pictures, based on how many people like you swiped right on you, and also based on how, uh, you know, uh, picky you are. It's a, they need to think about this like a gigantic tennis competition, right? You're hot, you climb up, you meet with hotter people. You know, that's, that's how, roughly how it works. There's obviously a number of other criteria, but this is the, the, the vertebral column, the spine, pardon. <laughs> Sorry for the uh, French word in the English. That's the, that's the spine of the, of the, of the algorithm. Well, I call this the reproductive algorithm. This is based on primary instinct of, you know, do you want to, uh, you know, 
uh, am I attracted to you or not? You know, like very primitive based on physical criteria. Of course, because people don't read profiles, right? If you swipe in 0.2 seconds, you don't. You know, you just evaluate whether the, you, you, the person is hot or not to your criteria. That's mm. one type of algorithm. I don't know if we all as a humanity, you know, should feel proud about <laughs> the fact that, you know, the bulk of online dating is still relying on this hot or not game. It's 2021 people, you know, maybe we can also think ourselves mm -hmm. more than just pictures. Mm -hmm. And then there's a second type of algorithms, which are more like for, from the older people, uh, you know, like match.com, uh, uh, eHarmony, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Where basically the, the, the matching algorithm is um, asking you criteria, asking you questions um, about your perception of love life, you know, you want to have kids, um, you know, do, do, um, asking you about your social status, right? Sometimes in some countries, how much you make, you know, how much money you make, how your vision of life, but also very specific criteria such as, do you like classical music or rock music or are you cats or a dog person? You know, this kind of thing, which are almost like filling, you know, a questionnaire about your own projection of what marriage should be. Which is a bit of a patriarchal view of who should be in a relationship with whom, which is, if you ask me, a little bit 20th century as well, right? Yeah. So on one hand, we have the the you know reproductive matching algorithm, okay, based on pictures, hot or not, and then on the, on the other hand, we have the kind of pre-marriage questionnaire, right? Okay. Patriarchal view, 20th century. So uh, our, our thinking process was okay. What can we do differently here? Like many things, right? Right. right. <laughs> so with okay, ultimately, um, if you want to know who is your best match, you want to know whether you're going to have chemistry, right? Right. Where does chemistry come from? And so we started discussing with psychoanalysts, psychologists, two amazing women that okay, we've been working with, uh, especially. What, what is it? You know, what is it that that makes this special connection? And we started looking into emotional profile because this is also where the chemistry comes from. Like, what is your vision in life? What is your what is your how do you behave? How do you deal with your own emotions? Um, and we started building this framework that evaluates one's emotional profile. So like, what can we can we do? Can we build a framework that is gonna capture the essence of your emotional profile and predict what is your who is your compatible match okay so it's been an amazing journey it's super interesting I bet. Uh, we had more than thousand couples um you know helping us in in defining their profile and building the you know building what should be the right questions to be able to to define um this this experiment and so yeah so that's that's the love experiment basically so in in very concretely when you join once you are um um prompted to you know take part of the love experiment that means you're gonna answer 28 questions that i think are like on average really fun so for example one of the questions is and just give you an example is um would you rather be stuck forever with 100 person in a room or be stuck forever alone in a room you know that's uh, one of the one of the questions um 
another question is, um, would you rather give up internet or bathing for a week? That's just, it seems really random questions, but in reality, behind those questions, we predict your personality on four different axes, which say something about the relationship you have with yourself, with the world, within a couple, in a couple, and with your body. Okay, another one was, would you rather have lunch with the Dalai Lama or Barack Obama? And now I would say both. (laughs) (laughs) You have to choose. have to choose. Oh, you have to choose. Okay. I asked my boyfriend, and one was, would you rather win the lottery or double your lifespan? He wanted to win the lottery, and I wanted to double my lifespan. (laughs) There you go. So it's interesting because people... You might not, you know, you kind of attract the opposite. Can you talk about that a little bit? Because that's so, the, that's a confusing piece to me. That's um, that's a really, really uh, interesting question that we, you know, that we wanted to crack doing that as well, right? One question is, what's your perfect fit? But also, is there a general rule about attraction? You know, is there a separate recipe for love? You know, mm. as as a as a French uh, as a French team. <laughs> Whereas I love, we have to find you know the recipe of love. Um, so, and I, we we gather data of you know almost nine thousand years of couples' uh, life, and um, the result was really intriguing because um, it seems that the, the 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 recipe for the for the chemistry should be this very good balance between similarities and differences so typically uh when you have everything the same it doesn't seem to work as as well as whether as when you have enough similarities to you know to to and a little bit of differences mm-hmm. so that's 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 the that's the formula that we work with to develop our new matching algorithm okay i like this because you tend to pick people that have strengths that you don't have that's what I think. Exactly. One of our partners were explaining, um, she said, well, of course, uh, you know, you, you want to keep things interesting, right? If you're all the same, then maybe at the beginning it's amazing because you were, you know, this big kind of like magnetic attraction between people that are exactly similar. But maybe you want to keep enough differences to keep things interesting, right? Right. Uh, or have something to fight on. Or also to find solutions. And she was also saying, well, you know, if you're exactly the same, then if one problem comes and one cannot solve it, and the other can't solve it either, so you drown together, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you need this right balance between similarities and differences. Well, I like, now being a photographer, I like oftentimes the photograph isn't telling the truth. And you get there and the person doesn't look like the photograph. Or, and, and so you have a system where you can rate people. Is that true? Um, what do you mean, rate people? Like rate people, like they, they were who they yeah. said they were. They did have a job. Yeah, that's one of the, that's one, you know, I told you, like we, we kind of, we try to kind of have one hack a year. <laughs> so <laughs> one of our hacks was that, would say enough fake profiles, enough with, um, you know, white lies, whereas my pictures is, you know, 
10 years old or not exactly me or, you know, taking it with this really interesting perspective. So one of the features which we released was for girls to evaluate whether the guy looks like his pictures or not. Mm. Um, I know Tinder and, uh, had a, a new feature where they had the height verification. And I don't know what has happened with that app, that component within Tinder. I haven't really followed it. But there was yeah. a, obviously a need to develop that because so many people were lying about their height or their weight. Yeah, I think so. It's it's one of the, you know, viable that people lie most about. Even though I'm not sure about this obsession about height because, I don't know, I find this also very... Um, superficial. You know, superficial, yeah. It's like... I'm, it's like it's like as those apps who ask as a as, as a question in the very first steps of your sign up, like what's your you know shape? Like are you slightly overweight or or skinny? Or like I get so mad at this because I feel again this is treating people like just objects and not mm. who you are as a person. Like again, twenty twenty one people, you know. I know, really. but I don't know. That might be my my, my personal view, but I I, I get so. So mad, you know, when I see that regularly in in the top apps. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, like you know, certainly, regardless of the question that you ask, lying about this is a is an issue in dating generally. So finding hacks to make create an incentive to not lie and make sure that you get good ratings is something that you know that we that we um, released a few years ago. Last year was yeah. last year was fighting about dick pics. Uh, so what we do is what we decided to do is because most of our competitors, what they do is either they prevent people from sending pictures, which is the very radical solution, which I'm not sure is the best solution because, I mean, like you also want to treat people like adults, right? And and also just generally as responsible people. Mm. Or they kind of block and say something really scary, such as you might not want to see this content, which I think creates, you know, again, another level of anxiety in this dating space that is not super relaxed. Mm-hmm. So what we did is whenever we detect a dick pic, uh, we replace it by a kitten. A kitten? Uh, a kitten. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I because, just want to make sure I heard you correctly. A, a, a kitten uh, does no harm, right? Like the worst case that it happens, like people smile, right? So, and also we feel it has a high education value because, you know, then it maybe it's going to trigger the discussion of like, oh, but did you send a kitten? No, I, oh. So that's, you know, um, um, we, we, we had a lot of fun with this feature and also got uh, a lot of pretty good feedback from the users. That's um, so great. That's amazing. But that's you trying to protect women. And then you're trying to not have women be so angry and frustrated. And that's what I'm seeing. And you were quoted in an article that swiping is like swiping through a phone book looking for a number. And it just doesn't work. I think it worked for me because I consistently showed up and I put an insane amount of time into it. So because of those two things, I treated it like a job. And people don't have that time to to dedicate. It's just, it's, yeah. it's insanity. So you, It's insane. It's insane. So you used the Myers-Briggs test. Can you talk about this? This is really interesting. 
Yeah. Yeah, we thought, you know, if you if you take a step back, what you want, and that's exactly to your point, you know, you want technology to work for you, not against you. Right. Right. If the technology is just here to make you addict to swipe even more, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, some people are just brave enough as you have been, which is, you know, take treat it as a work and, and, and spend hours doing this. And well, technology is not working for you. I mean, ultimately it worked and, and, and great, but how much effort and how, how many frustrations, right? right. Um, so if you can make the technology work for you, meaning pre-select people that have high compatibility with you, then for the better, right? Right. And also in the process, I feel like we're not just matching people on emotions, which is already a statement. But we're also in the process making you aware or better aware of your emotional profile. And maybe, you know, we all become a little bit more mature about what it is to be moved by someone and start a relationship and what works and what doesn't. Mm. Which is why we worked with psychologists and psychoanalysts to develop this test. We thought, okay, what is the framework that will define best your compatibility in a relationship? So obviously everyone knows MBTI. Um, the principle of, of, of MBTI is to, to position you on four axes that define your relationship to the world, and, but it's very oriented towards, um, um, it's used a lot in the, in the professional sphere. This episode of Shot of Love is brought to you by Akal Chai Rum. Akal Chai Rum is the world's first botanical rum. Recognized by the government of Trinidad and Tobago as having the first new production process for rum in over a century. Akal Chai Rum is an officially protected trade secret. Only the second such protected process in the Caribbean since the famed Angostura bitters by Don Carlos Siegert in the 1870s. Akal Chai Rum is available in 44 U.S. states on chairum.com. Also available in the Republic of Ireland on stuffyouneed.com. Try some today. Right? Like people typically do MBTI to, you know, to understand how to deal with, you know, with a team or their employers or their, etc. So we thought, can we try to apply this to romantic situations and your love life? So with our experts, we, we... which we went through a number, like a few hundreds of axes, potential axes to try to say, what is it that define how you're going to behave in a couple and what is going to predict what, uh, what is going to work or not? So we kept four axes. Two of them are in the MBTI framework and two of them are new. Mm. Um, um, and they define how extrovert, introvert you are, how uh, intuitive or factual you are in a relationship, how independent versus fusional you are, right? Like, do you consider a relationship like two together or one fusion? Mm-hmm. And then your relationship to your body. Are you more a body person or a brain person, right? Knowing that you can be anything in between, but there's always this question of whether you're carnal or cerebral. Mm. And, uh, and we developed a set of questions to try to position users on those four axes and um and and so and, and then from this you get as you know you get a score i don't want to be too technical but like you get a score from you know on on, on those four axes 
and then we have an algorithm that defines who's compatible with you. And um, what, this is why we call this the love experiment, because we don't want to be this kind of app that is also very vertical or judgmental, saying like, this is the person you should date. Yeah, we find it's really interesting to give you the opportunity to explore, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so in the app, we have our recommendation, which we call the, co- the chemical bond. And the chemical bond is people that have a profile that is has this right balance of similarities and differences with you. But then we also offer you to try to meet people that have the exact same profile as you have mm. or people that are the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, and because maybe you want to, you know, try it out and see what works best for you. That's good. Um, being aware of your emotional profiles and trying to explore around this. That's good. I like that. You had to make a lot of adjustments when before you were acquired. What did you learn? I know you had to, to let some people go and you had to kind of restructure. And we always learn from our mistakes. Is there anything really valuable that you learned about the tech world or building a dating app or uh, some of those tough times when you had to lead? Yeah. I mean, certainly is... What I learned is that always investing in your product and releasing innovation very regularly because that's what, you know, is your promise, right? Mm-hmm. We are we're very outspoken at once. You know, we, we are very loud about this market that we believe should all make us happy and is making a lot of people frustrated. And that's why we, we you know, we have focused on despite some you know, troubled times and sometimes you don't get the funding that you wanted to have and then things get tough and you need to let go of people and it's, it's you know, start, tough startup life and that's, you know, that happens. Mm. We, we never lost the focus trying to continue innovating in the dating space and also trying to be loud about this, really. That's the two things that we kept throughout this journey. Mm. Personally, it's been really really interesting times it is an interesting Um, time because online dating is changing so fast so i like the innovation part because just look at the year of the pandemic how online dating changed it was crazy yeah 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 we're the first ones in europe to release video date for covid oh wow Uh, i think you know the lockdown was in announced march 15 in europe like more or less Mm-hmm. And we released this two weeks after. Wow. That's with how fast it went. Wow. Uh, obviously, you know, video dating is not an innovation, right? Like some players have them, but they belong to the more kind of casual dating space, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but here again, like suddenly it, it, it made sense to innovate on that and to bring it to uh, quality dating as well, because this was a super important message to tell the users we care for them. Mm-hmm. We have empathy for them being locked down in their houses and also want them to stay safe and stay at home, right? Mm-hmm. So, so that's the that's the first the first thing we did, and um, and then like the whole run, like the entire dating scene started to announce it. Um, you know, every 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 month there was a new one announcing that they were also ready with their video product. Mm. I think it's really interesting because, especially right now, dating needs to change because very soon it's going to be responsible for half of the babies born. Okay, and and we need to make dating better, for sure. 
Wow. Yeah. Uh, also, we need more women involved in dating because if you know just men design algorithms that are supposed to make everyone happy, I mean, there's a problem, right? right? We certainly need to have women involved, which is not the case right now, and that's also one of our fights. And especially during the during COVID, the dating etiquette has changed so quickly. It's so quickly. Um, and we're all adapting, right? Yeah. Became clear to everyone that we. We need to meet people, you know, it's really important. It's one of the basic needs. Right. To continue speaking to people, changing, getting to know people that you didn't know before. Right. Talking, like all of this, right? And dating apps are also here for that. Just maybe they need to become more human, right? Because if you treat people like just, um, you know, again. Like they're just, just paying money to be on these dating apps yeah. or whatever. Yeah. 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 Then yeah. nobody's getting anywhere. Right. Um, eventually, statistically, some people might get married, but you know, ninety-five percent are going to get just really frustrated. Right. So. Um, and and that's what I'm trying yeah. to I'm trying to change the the landscape as far as how people like the shame and association of joining online that is shifting. It is definitely shifting, and it's shifting pretty quick, but not quick enough in a sense. And so when women complain to me that say there's no good men out there and they have no hope anymore and their attitude becomes so negative, I say to them, I have conversations with Charlie Lester or yourself. I said, these tech founders of the dating app, they're aware. They may be dating themselves. They understand the swiping is not working and they hear you <laughs> and they're tra- yeah. they're changing it you know they're trying to change it so what dating advice would you give a woman who you know how would you tell them or encourage them to stay hopeful and be optimistic yeah it's, it's such a such a good question i i'm i fully agree with you i fully agree that 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 you know women are uh, especially women are frustrated. I think everyone is frustrated, but especially women. And also that there are solutions to that. The other thing that that I think is the first step, and that that was something that was super shocking to me when I started working in a dating industry, that women are frustrated. Uh, 90% of the women I met are just so sick of online dating. Mm. And what what I also realized, especially speaking also to a lot of female journalists, you know, or you know, people like you, you know, advocating for it, for dating or talking about love stuff, that how little women dare to talk about their frustration. Yes. Right? Yep. Really. Because or just be honest they, about they, this, they, where they're at. And I, I had this myself when I launched my podcast. I come from a media background. So I, I'm talking to people that I know and they're like, how are you... A, why are you doing this? <laughs> you know, you have a photography career. And I said, this is my passion. I, I really want to help people find love. There's not yeah. a lot of answers. People, we have to gather together and find some solutions. And yeah. kn- knowledge is power. And, and having these mm-hmm. difficult conversations need to happen because people need help and they're struggling. Exactly. And, and it's, uh, what, what I... What I've seen, women sometimes, you know, the, 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 the kind of very natural reaction is to be on those apps, get spammed, have a lot of men talking to you, a lot of men insisting talking to you, 
sometimes aggressively, sometimes over-sexually. Right? That's the typical pattern. And then the natural reaction is to say, I'm not good at this. Right. I'm not good enough. You know, they don't, they talk to me badly. That's purely because I'm not valuable enough. Mm -hmm. How terrible and damaging this is. I don't think we realize that, you know, Mm -hmm. because because the natural reaction is to say, oh, you know, you lose confidence. Right. Very quickly. (laughs) Very quickly. Right. Very quickly. And also it it gets so frustrating and you say, you know, I'm, I'm I'm not good at this. I'm not good at like I would love I, no women should feel like this. Right. No women should feel like this. This is um this is just a consequence of brutal algorithms that are designed designed by men for men right. where women are the product. So this is why they're overspammed and they're oversolicited. Uh, which is also why they don't pay, right? Like the old um you know club business model where men generate 97% of dating app revenues. Right. Uh, and as a consequence of this, you feel undervalued or, or oppressed or just anxious about being on dating apps because, because this is not an experience that, um, that you feel good about and you end up losing confidence. And that, that should happen to no women, really. Uh, and, and I feel women are not aware that they are the product. Women are not aware that... Uh, it's not their fault. I get so many journalists telling me when I explain them exactly what I told you, you know, this whole volume game and how, how, you know, 1% of women answer and, and therefore men, you know, answer by just swiping it more, right? So there's kind of very vicious circle of more volume, more volume, more volume. And I had this one journalist who was telling me, oh, but um, I have this, this friend, she's single and and I'm always encouraging her, like, oh, no, but he, he sent you a message. You should write back. Just be nice to him. And she felt so sorry giving this advice and also somehow increasing the guilt of, of her friend, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and her friend was probably feeling even, even worse, like, you know, continue speaking to many men that were just on average either, either ghost or, 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 or be aggressive to him or her. So... So yeah, I think the first step is just understanding and 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 for women is really to understand that uh, the dating market today is a volume game and they're the product. If you're the product, if you don't pay, you're you're the product, right? This is the old thing. So, um, so once once you're aware of that, I think you can either just decide to continue using those apps, just being very caring with yourself limiting the time you spend on them, being very, you know, very, very selective on your criteria, maybe just to use a time window so that you don't, you know, just end up spending so much time on them. And also explore alternatives, right? There are, there are right now dating apps that are, that use the same path as we do, um, trying to create alternatives to the basic swipe dating app. I mean, like, you know, like, so we offer one match a day, but you know, for example, there's new dating app on, on, on in the UK that um, is called Thursday, and it, they offer to meet just on Thursday, so that you, <laughs> you just minimize. I don't know them at all. I'm just not, you know. Mm-hmm. But if, you know, anyone who's a post-swipe app is my friend, basically. So that's that's my vision. <laughs> I love that. Uh, 
<laughs> so I love this approach. Like, why not? You know, this way we, we, we all try to meet the same day. And then the rest of the week, we just go on with our lives, which are so much more interesting than just spending time on, you know, swiping through profiles. Right, right. And there will be more. There will be more innovations to come for sure. I'm pretty sure. Oh, for sure. Especially with someone like you as a leader, which is amazing. And I love how these women are just taking over. And it's so inspiring to me and so encouraging because we do make the world go round for sure. <laughs> and, and this common thing that happens where we get destroyed with our self-esteem pretty quickly. What do you think, and this will be the last question, but what do you think the most common mistake you see women repeat on, on these online dating apps? And what would your best dating advice be for someone who's new to dating? My best advice for women on dating would be be really specific in your profile, in your search. Measure the time you spend on apps and limit the time you spend with one particular person online. So let me just explain because sometimes I get a little bit excited and um, and also analytics <laughs> but um so what i mean is you know it's almost like think think of, of if using if you if you're using a, a regular swipe app okay i'm just putting this this example sure. if you're using this regular swipe try to be really specific in what you look for try to be really systematic in in, in your in your criteria and also never never spend more than i would say three days maximum speaking with someone online because at some point you will have to cross this bridge between digital and real life and the sooner you do it the better because otherwise there will be this this cliff you know between the mental projection that you that you um that you that you are creating of this person you speak to and the reality so my my advice is really uh, I try to make this cliff from as soon as possible. You can use video. Video is is a wonderful tool for that, right? Because the person is obviously so much more than just a chat and a profile. So you will have the voice and 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 the visual and and so yeah, that's already your first super safe step. Stay within the app because then you this way you don't have to give your WhatsApp number or whatever or your email or anything which is why, you know, what dating apps are here for, um, doesn't work, no problem. Then you, you know, you save yourself time, congrats. And, um, and, and yeah, so that, that's kind of, that would be my, my, my two advice, I guess. I think so, that that's right. some of the best advice, honestly, I've heard. I think you are, you do look at this as scientifically. And I think, you know, you're really loud, you're not afraid to be, like you said, loud and strong and and boisterous. And I think, don't be afraid. Don't hold back. You know, take control. This dating is in your hands. So thank you so much for your time today and sharing your expertise and your experience and everything you've learned along the way. Where can people find out more about you? Hopefully we can expect to find once here in America <laughs> in the future. So tell us where people yeah. can find out more about you. Um, so you can, um, you can, you know, download once um, on, on, on the app store and on Google play. And we're not officially in the U S yet, 
but we we start having users there. Um, so like obviously this is uh, you know super exciting, and we hope to then be able to formally launch at some point. Um, um, yeah, and you can you know you can download the app, the sign up is, is super quick. Uh, but then we gather information with machine learning while you are on the app. Um, and and then now you can fill the law of experiment, which is going to tell us and help us uh, matching you based on emotions. So so that's um, that's yeah to find on the on both stores. Um, and please, please, please also, if you test it, write to us because we have we host um, a number of um, user sessions to gather feedback from users all over the world to you know we really see ourselves as, as a lab trying to invent the post swipe dating world so uh, that's also very often how we get ideas uh, about you know what are the hacks we can use to try to yeah. to build a new a new world and and new and new ideas to um to make dating different that's so so great to, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting to see where you take this. Yeah. I'm cheering you on. This has been such an amazing learning experience for me. And I just admire you so much. So thanks so much. Oh, that's so kind of you. Well, you know, like that's, um, I, 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 uh, I think the more women we get involved, you know, in the building the dating space, the better. So like, uh, thanks so much for sharing your your thoughts and and also to to having me and um and yeah looking forward to hearing back from uh, have you taken the test yourself i haven't i i didn't have time but i'm gonna take it i can't wait i'm excited this has been fascinating i think you guys are so cutting edge it's uh, america is ready <laughs> <laughs> lead us to find love <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Thanks so much again. Thanks so much for having me. And for now, this week's online dating tips, which are inspired by our guest, Clementine Lalonde. Number one, be specific in your bio and be really specific in what you're looking for. Number two, Remember, the profile is not the person. Number three, don't spend more than three days speaking with someone online. Cross that bridge from digital to real life ASAP. The sooner you do this, the better off you'll be. I hope you found some of my tips helpful this week. This is what Shot at Love is here for, to help you find love. Keep up the commitment to yourself and commit to helping someone else by sharing this podcast. Remember to stay safe and stay tuned for more episodes. If you like this show, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. I'm Carrie Brett, and we'll see you next time.